The Click owns this business. Coming down the aisle, Bimbo, Jimbo, Baby Louie. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Give me a hell yeah. From our 1077 The Bone Studios in downtown San Francisco, this is In The Click, Bimbo Jimbo, alongside my tag team partner, Baby Huey. Hello and welcome again, everybody. We're live and one more time, Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year, pal. I like that because if you listen to this episode and our previous episode back to back, Nice little segue there, Vince into us. It all, yeah, it all just bleeds together. Everything's connected, like the Marvel Universe before it sucked. Oh my God, we're not going to go there. So, yeah, different show, different <laughs> yeah. podcast. This is in the click where we talk pro wrestling and not how the Marvel Cinematic Universe has jumped the shark and is trash now. Oh my God, here we go. I'm keeping quiet on that one, but not all of it sucks, but most. Of well, it. let me ask you this: How long can we say Happy New Year for? It's a good. That's always a good discussion topic. I think the first week, exactly, or if like. Maybe if you haven't seen somebody yet, uh, correct? You know, like okay. maybe into week two. But I think after week two, okay, I it's say over. Yeah, I say one week if you see like your regular coworkers, people in your everyday life. But if you haven't seen someone in a couple weeks, yeah, yeah, even that. But like by the third week, fourth week, February, it's over. No, it's, it's way over. over. Yeah, we're we're twelfth into it. You know, yeah. It's, it's I'm done. with you. Okay, no, it's good. Th- then you're just using it as a conversational crutch, which I can appreciate. But, you know, it's over, pal. Hey, you're you. still here? It's over. Go home. Like Ferris Bueller. It's done. Or Deadpool. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. It's not okay. Deadpool. It's Deadpool is doing Ferris Bueller. What about that side of Marvel? Are you yeah, into- that's good. That's, okay. Yeah. All right. No the doubt about it. Do, Deadpool, ironically, uh, did serious better than the Marvel movies have done serious. I'm with you on that, so. too. They actually know how to, you know, write. Uh, anyway, but welcome back to In the Click. What else about we talk about? Where we talk professional wrestling here at In the Click. Uh, we have to start out with, unfortunately, start out the new year with some very sad news uh, with the passing of wrestling legend, the iconic voice, Mean Gene Okerlund, uh, passing away. And I woke up to that news this morning. And, man, this one. Um, and you, then you woke me up for that, yeah, for that exactly. announcement. Well, I mean, of of all of them, and look, they all they all sting and they all suck. And it's yeah. part of the, we've talked about this many times in terms of being a wrestling fan. Um, but for me, this one stung harder uh, than any of the other ones in a while, going back to probably, you know, Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Gene, like, like Bobby Heenan, was really... One, one of the voices of my childhood narrating so many of the moments that, that I come had come to enjoy and re-listen to and stuff like that. But also another guy that was a huge inspiration for me to even get into broadcasting in this business and wanting to sort of carve out a path in any sort of pro wrestling vein at all. Mean Gene was another one of those guys. It was like, look, you know, he's not the doesn't cut the most uh, imposing silhouette, but here was a guy that was there. Uh, at ground zero for some of the biggest moments in professional wrestling. Um, and I, I just, I was really, um, man, it really, it really hurt today. Like that was, that was, that was a tough one. And it was one with Bobby Heenan. You know, we all kind of felt it coming. He'd been sick for so long. And I know mean Gene had had his share of health issues, but it just was one of those guys as like, I never expected to sort of be without. And it was, he was really one of those people next to Vince and Sean that I was really looking forward to hopefully one day meeting mm-hmm. and getting to say thank you to. Yeah. And now he's gone. It's uh it's kind of crazy to think about it. And it's something we kind of touched on last episode. I think we're at that point in our lives, the older we get more and more people from our childhood is unfortunately passing away. It's just, Hey, father time, People pass away uh, the older they get. But what I mean by that, it's kind of interesting topic on a side note. Chas and I had this topic recently. We work for the classic rock station, 107.7 The Bone. So we talked about this off the air. It's like in the next like 10, 15 years, 
a lot of the bands that we play on a regular basis are going to be extinct as far as they're all going to eventually get old and pass away. Now, bringing that to the wrestling side of things, people from our childhood are getting up there in age, and one by one, they're kind of just passing away. So it's just sad to think about that. 76, though, way too young for a guy that wasn't taking bumps in the ring and stuff like that, you know. Uh, But you're right. I mean, with the 107.7 The Bone, the two industries, you know, between rock and roll and pro wrestling that we cover. Yeah. I mean, it is not exactly known for their for their long livedness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And but Mean Gene to me just came so out of left field. And again, a big reason why I'm talking into this microphone is because he talked into a microphone and what he did I really, truly believe he did better than anyone that we have seen and probably ever will see because the role that Mean Gene did has changed and sort of almost become extinct. And I know we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but the manner in which what Gene Okerlund did for the wrestling business, they don't really do anymore. With mm-hmm. What he did as a backstage interviewer wasn't just a vanilla question and be an empty microphone. He he welcomed in the audience. He asked a legitimate journalistic question of a pro wrestler to that character and and let the character sort of get himself over answering it with his own logic, and his own reasoning. And he didn't just fade away, though. He would react. He would respond. He would follow up. Uh, and he knew when to lay out. He knew when to when to jump in. And it really helped sell the entire world that what what they were talking about was legitimate. Those characters were three dimensional, larger than life, mm-hmm. but not just they weren't just characters on a page or anything like that. They were that's who they were. Macho Man Randy Savage wasn't you know Lanny Poffo. He was Randy Savage. Hulk Hogan wasn't Terry Bollea. This was Hulk Hogan. And and you go on down the line how he talked to the talent. You know helped I think them get over. And I don't think there's there is not that same skill set. And this is not to disparage anybody that uh, is doing backstage interviews today, but they don't they don't put them in that role. They're not asked to do that. And I wish they were because it's a lost art, because what Mean yeah. Gene did again, it made us all believe in in, in the, what was being presented to us. He brought this legitimacy to it. He brought this gravitas to it. There was like they're competing for something. And this is Macho Man Randy Savage, kind of a crazy guy. But like, this is just who he is. And. All this stuff that he brought to the table. But he was also a character. Mean Gene yes. was a personality. So he was just as larger than life as the superstars, the wrestlers of that time. And like, as you said, no offense to the people. Today, it's something we talked about with Renee Young at Radio Row earlier this year. As far as I think she's been like the closest thing. Absolutely. To what Mean Gene did. And that's something we told her. And she was very appreciative of that comment. But what I'm getting at is like a, the commentators today like I said, no offense to them, but I think a lot of them, they're very intertwinable. That makes sense. You know, a lot interchangeable. of interchangeable, like they can come and go. I mean, they ask one question, fade to black and let the let the the talent cut whatever promo, promo they're going to cut. But it doesn't the feel that they as have. sold because they just fade away. So it's yeah. like, who are they even and talking then, to? And then when the wrestler walks off, they, they cut back to them and they just like, shake their head. And it's yeah. like. It's like, okay, like so many times. Yeah. So many times Gene Okerlund, again, you got Ric Flair saying mean by God, Gene, it's like interacting with him and Hulk Hogan saying, you know, something mean Gene, like he's having, this is an interview that we're doing. This isn't just me sticking a mic in your face saying, Hey, get yourself over. They had those separate, uh, uh, segments where the wrestler would cut a promo, but it's just them looking at the camera. That was them cutting a promo. Literally, when the wrestlers walking to the ring, they do the picture-in-picture shot. Yeah. Cutting to the wrestler and you amped up for their match. But, yeah, Mean Gene, his segments were also very much must-see TV as far as he's going to ask them car-hitting questions, ask them what about what they're doing, what their current storyline is, and the follow-up. And you're right. He was also, like, a launching pad for them to cut, go off into a promo, show off their personality. And his back-and-forth yeah. relationship with these superstars were so crucial for us getting emotionally caught up in what the wrestlers are doing in the ring. Yeah, because it wasn't just the wrestler just talking to nothing. Yes. And, and, and that, that to me was so important that it was they were interacting with him and he was asking legitimate questions. To me, I looked at him like a Vince Scully or a Walter Cronkite type of conscience of the WWE broadcasting team. Uh, and it just 
you know, gosh, there's so many. One of my favorite, favorite moments with me and Gene doesn't involve Hulk Hogan, doesn't involve Ric Flair, involves Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania before he took on Ted DiBiase. And Jake cuts this great promo, maybe the best promo of Jake's career. It was ironic because it was as a baby face and he's known so much for being a heel. Mm -hmm. But he cuts this great promo uh, on Million Dollar Man and how, you know, the irony that Million Dollar Man is going to be groveling for his own money, his own million dollar title and all this stuff wallowing in the muck of avarice. It's this beautiful promo. And Mean Gene's follow up at the end is the perfect capper on the end of this promo where he just looks at the camera and he, it gets it gets everything that Jake said immediately over into the stratosphere. And he just says, Longfellow couldn't have said it better. And boom, like end scene. And I still get goosebumps thinking about it. It's one of my favorite WrestleMania backstage segments ever. As you said, he had the best scene in the house for so many major moments of wrestling. Uh, my brother Tom and I were talking this morning when Hulk Hogan won his first WWF title, defeating Iron Sheik at Madison Square Garden. Yep. He comes in the back, his first post-match interviews with Mean Gene. Andre the Giant comes in, pours the champagne or beer or whatever on Hulk, and Mean Gene gets in his face. It was just such a fun moment celebrating party right there. But yeah, all the like all the major events over the years, his time in WWF and then into WCW, even 15 years in AWA before that. So yeah. and that's the other thing is his life was wrestling. Yeah. Some of these commentators today, I think some of them kind of use this maybe as a, a launching a, pad, launching pad to other things, ESPN or whatever other network TV that's trying to get into. Mean Gene, you know, eat, sleep, breathe pro wrestling and was such a part of it. And that's why I think a lot of people respect and was such a credible figure on the microphone. Yeah. And then you mentioned him going to WCW. That to me, I was thinking about that a lot today. And, and I think about it in the prism of, of why JR does stuff for New Japan and why that's important for New Japan. Because when a wrestling fan, even like a more casual one, when they saw Mean Gene in the ring, they understood, oh, this is pro wrestling. This isn't some minor league pro wrestling. This is this is the real McCoy kind of mm-hmm. deal because Gene Okerlund's out there. Like, yeah. I know who Mean Gene is. Like, instant credibility. Uh, and again, that instant legitimacy. So, like, that was a big coup for WCW to get a guy like Mean Gene there because he was the voice of so many, you know, big character building moments and everything like that. Same thing with, with Jr. And I, I was thinking about it uh, just on the walk here to the studio, like in the attitude era, you know, the, you really saw the backstage interviewer role sort of change into just being the guy that the rock put the shirt over or called the, you know, whatever calling or names Michael to Cole or yeah, Coach Michael, at the time. Michael yeah. Cole or Kevin Kelly and stuff like that. It's like, I would be interested to see <laughs> how the rock would have interacted with mean gene in that same sense, because I don't think it would have gone the same way. He would probably a little more respect and maybe it just, it would have been an interesting dynamic yeah. to see how that would have worked. Or how I, mean, Gene would have called him out. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, that, and that again comes back to the beauty of it. When you see him, some of his best interviews are, are interviewing the heels yes. because he doesn't, so many commentators throughout the history of pro wrestling let the heels say what they're going to say and let them off of it, Yeah, you know, or cower, yeah. But Mean Gene would follow up, like the Randy Savage cream of the crop one. He follows up, you need to tell me something, Randy, that you're blaming President Jack Tunney for why you do not have the Intercontinental Championship and, you know, forcing them to use those acting muscles to get more invested into their character and explain their psyche uh, it, it just, it's a lost art, I feel. Yeah. And he was, he just, he really was the best at it. Uh, just the most iconic, uh, person doing that gig. And that's the thing you and I, the voice of our generation, our childhood, it was him, even, you know, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Brain Heenan. Even I love Vince McMahon as Absolutely. a commentator. I, really I do too. I, I think Vince McMahon underrated as yes. a commentator. Yes. I mean, of course, then we go on to Jim Ross, JR, I mean, uh, uh, and Jerry Lawler, all that stuff. But Mean Gene, what he did, he was never like the TV play-by-play commentator. He was the backstage interviewer. It's a different role. Different role. So that's the thing. Like, it was for me earlier when I was posting about it, it's like the voice of my generation. But he was the one of many voices in professional wrestling. And I think that just shows the rich history of commentators, personalities in wrestling. And I wish more of that was evident in today's pro wrestling world yeah i completely agree i think they they could stand you know as we reflect on mean gene's life his career and what made him so successful i i hope that maybe you know maybe wwe triple h whoever's calling the shots maybe as they as they do that they see that hey like you know the best thing we can do for mean gene's legacy is try to sort of resurrect that role and what he did because 
it, I I was thinking about this today, and I, I think I put it in, in what I wrote. Um, is it like we need a mean gene in pro wrestling now more than ever? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of great. I mean, just considering how big the roster is, yeah. and I think helping get some mean gene or the type of person he is, he can help get someone over. Yes. And I think right now, considering how much gray areas, like which wrestlers we cheer for or don't cheer for, baby face and heel, someone like that in today's world could really help remind the audience. This is a good guy. This is a bad guy. You know, yeah. heel, baby face, all that stuff. I think it's really important. And, I mean, he was a serious voice, you know, but he could also, you know, I think about him dancing around with the gobbledygooker and stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> Mean Gene didn't lose a damn thing by doing that. You know, he could he could do all that stuff, dancing with Dusty Rhodes. Uh, just some, Working some, out with Hulk Hogan. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, wonderfully awesome stuff. You know, I, I just... Man, it hurts, man. This one, this one really sucks. Uh, do you want me kind of go down some of the tweets yeah, here? Yeah, tr- because the outpouring yeah. of reaction from wrestlers, old and young, and th- this is the it's impact trending. that he had. It is, um, it's it's staggering the the impact. Yeah, I mean, Hulk Hogan earlier this morning said, "Mean Gene, I love you, my brother." Double H H H, and then Ric Flair, his Instagram pose, I really loved. I mean, his says, "One of my closest friends since 1972." Until the very sad day in 2019, not only the greatest voice and personality in the history of announcing, but a man who touched everyone's life, who who were very fortunate enough to know him. Rest in peace, knowing no one will ever replace you. You will forever be mean. Bye, God, Gene, all capital letters. That's really cool. And then I mean, like a lot of WWE superstars, even Iron Sheik tweet. Iron Sheik, but R.I.P. My brother Gene, Gene Mean. <laughs> Gene Tommy mean. told me he always yeah. put it yeah, backwards. Yeah, absolutely. Gene Mean, you put over, you put me over like nobody. I love you and your family since the Minnesota, since the Minnesota. I love give love my bro, give my bro, give my brother, uh, uh, Nick, uh, wait, Nikolai, Nikolai. Sorry. Uh, Bug hug. I guess he meant big hug. Uh, God bless you, cameraman. Zoom it. Um, Triple H said, a voice and soundtrack to, uh, to an entire era of our industry. He was a star of some of WWE's most memorable segments. Mean Gene was beloved by all who got to work with him. Our thoughts are with him and his family at this difficult time. So, as you mentioned, it was number one trending thing on Twitter today. Just everyone's reacting to it. He just such played a big part. And that's the thing, great thing about wrestling. You don't have to just be a wrestler. You can be a commentator. You can, yeah. There's so many roles in wrestling that you can affect people's lives. And, and and that's what I mean in terms of him just being like an inspiration. It's like, yeah, there's there's a way to carve out a role for yourself if you're not the, you know, the most imposing, you know, Hulk Hogan-esque athletic, athletic <laughs> figure. You know, athletic ability, wave bye-bye to me at a pretty early age. But, uh, you know, there's still a wrestling... Uh, a signature in one of my yearbooks uh, where one girl, because I still, because of guys like Mean Gene and stuff like that, that I still thought I could have a career in the in the wrestling business where uh, the signature in my yearbook where uh, this girl, Alex, goes, you know, uh, have a great summer. Good luck with your career in pro wrestling. <laughs> so, really? So yeah, that? Because it's all I talked about. That's what yeah. I wanted to do. Um and it, yeah, it's just it's it's incredibly sad. And while while we're you know sort of mourning the loss of of Mean Gene, it's it's important to uh, to remember that you know he has a family that it's mourning yeah. more than the loss of a television character and stuff like that. And so our thoughts and prayers, of course, go out to them and everything. But it's like this one, I could tell you know immediately just was just was a huge huge loss. Thank you, Mean Gene, for as I said on Instagram earlier, all the years of entertainment. In and out of the ring. It's yeah. definitely, we're going to miss you. And we hope someone can fill that void somehow in the near future and bring that back. That art of what he did in the ring so amazing. We They can bring it back in wrestling today, but he is one of a kind for sure. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna end with a little bit of what I, what I posted. Uh, and um, again, his loss comes at a time when we need someone like him more than ever in pro wrestling. Mean, by God, Gene brought legitimacy, class, and gravitas to his interviews that made us all believe in what was going to happen in the ring and that the character outside of it was real. Uh, And that, in my opinion, is the little bit of magic that makes pro wrestling really work. So I do encourage you all to go back, watch YouTube videos of Mean Gene and how he interviewed people 
And that is a master class on how to how to make that little bit of magic and pro wrestling becomes real. Yeah, I mean, as uh, as I said earlier, his like 15 years in the AWA, yes. his time in WWF, time in WCW, even stuff more recently, did a lot of voiceover work and random appearances, even at X7, WrestleMania X7. I know, there. I was thinking about that today, that I love that I was able to be there for that and that, you know, that he was there. Uh, I loved, uh, I don't know if you remember WWE Confidential, but the, he, the TV he, show, right? Yeah. yeah. So he was a host on there, and I, I thought that was great. Uh, he was he was the best part of the ill-fated WWE Network show Legends House. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just he he was an absolute uh, one of a kind gem. We will miss you. Thank you, Mean Gene. Rest in peace, and uh, God bless you and your family. Uh, so let's let's try and move on mm-hmm. from there. As sad as we are. Uh, the new year did actually start with some exciting news, albeit very expected news, but finally made official. I was cheering that night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When you're drinking your champagne and stuff like that, the main reason to cheer is not new year, same old you. I know it's going to be that way. You know, don't kid yourselves, folks. Uh, you know, I, my favorite thing about the new year, like my favorite New Year's Eve meme or New Year meme is... Uh, there's like sting when they had all the fake stings oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's like the new year, new me. And it's just, it's just, you take off the sting mask and it's just stings face paint <laughs> yeah. underneath. That's the best. Yeah. Totally. But, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I told that one. I completely relate to, uh, you could be a better person, but reality, most of us just do the same thing over and over. We're always, the gym will be crowded for a couple of weeks, yeah. you know, and then it'll die back down. But, uh, new year's Eve and new year's day there in the wee small hours of the morning did have reason to celebrate because, uh, on the latest being the elite, uh, they finally made the announcement official. One, we are getting the sequel to All In, which will be called Double or Nothing, and the official announcement, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, a lot to digest with that. That's probably what we'll spend the bulk of the rest of this episode mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, and I just wanted to get your reaction to I mean, it, it, it was like it, it, it had become sort of the worst kept secret yeah. in pro wrestling which but it was exciting in the early going like piecing together i think my favorite episode of in the click we've done is when it first started coming out that this was going to happen oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like it just i was the fantasy booking i, I just was it was it had been a long time since i was so amped on something and so like i'm super juiced for this already so it was like I, I'm super happy they announced it. But again, it was like, yeah, this is going to happen. So I wasn't surprised by it. So, so for me personally, on New Year's Eve, my brother Tommy and I, we did some stuff, went to our friend's house, eat a barbecue pig. It was cool. But then we were like, ah, let's go back home and just watch the ball drop at home. But then part of me was like, I don't care about Ryan Seacrest and like watching Hell the ball drop. No. I was waiting for being the Elite's YouTube channel to get yeah, updated. The countdown, yeah. So... I mean, if you watch Being Elite the last few weeks, they, I think ever since All In, they said a little, or it was at least in October, there was like this ongoing uh, theme of like a ticking clock. All the guys started hearing and on their phone. There's a countdown. And so even uh, Hangman Page, like four hours out, had like the clock going. Yeah. He tweeted a photo out of that. And I was like, oh my God, it's like just a reminder, is tune in. And then finally, Matt Jackson tweeted out the link to being elite. I was, it was like 1201, actually it was midnight, 1201, 12.02. I was like refreshing YouTube and it wasn't there right away. I was like, what's going on? Did, are they having like an issue uploading? But I look at Matt Jackson's Twitter and he tweeted out the link. So I started watching. I, I had Tommy come in and I was like, we're going to watch this together. I honestly should have done a reaction video because Tommy was my witness. I watched the whole thing. It's like seven and a half minutes long. I'm yeah. like, part of me was going to skip. But I wanted to watch the whole thing And then I did not want to scroll down And read any early comments to spoil it So I'm sitting there watching this And then finally at the end when they made the announcement Tommy witnessed, I cheered, I was like Yes! And that's why Mila was texting you It's like watch it, watch it and, uh, yeah, you and I were all just uh, super happy it to see It gave me them. a perfect excuse to excuse myself from the house party that was going on at my house with, like, none of my – like, no, nobody – like, I didn't invite anybody. <laughs> like, I, I'm not a New Year's guy, so, like – You had a party at your new place? Uh, my, my roommates did. Okay. So, and they, so they invited people and stuff like that, and I was like, you know, like, they're nice people, but, you know, You're gonna I'm going go, to go watch Being the Elite now. <laughs> so I'll see you. I was, I was rocking my, my Nightmare Family uh, j- j- uh, sweat yeah. track jacket track suit, uh, yeah. at the uh, – at the, at the New Year's <laughs> Eve party, so it was it was very fitting, uh, and yeah, again, maybe a badly kept secret, but still so exciting nonetheless. Now the cat out of the bag. Do you think they leaked it themselves, Baldo's trademarks? Yes. 
I, I, I think I, I think they're smart enough to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, today's world, nothing's really a secret anymore, especially when you trademark something. It's pretty much has to be public. And I, and I think it would if they did, it was the smart move because it got everybody talking about it, and and therefore give them a reason to watch the video. On, yeah, at New and, Year's. and just that you know, like maybe throwing stuff out there that maybe won't be real. Yeah, but it just it turns like it's just to get that sort of idea. It's like it's like it's like when you're a free agent and then well, I have all these offers. Maybe you don't, but like it, it creates that idea that like it's bigger than it really is. It's like how you shoot like a smaller crowd to make it look bigger. Well, not saying all lead is going to be small. Far from it. But it just is the smart play to generate, like you said, that buzz. Yeah. I, lo- I love the logo. Uh, I was going to say, okay, so a couple of things. I mean, you see all them walking to like a meeting point and then. Uh, yeah. They all they all just, oh, if you want to watch the video, watch the video. But like, yeah. They, they all came back. I will admit. So it was cool. Uh, Nick and Matt Jackson and Cody on their phones had the double or nothing logo. Adam, uh, Hangman Page, he's like, mine's different. And I will admit, for a split second, I thought his might be like a WWE logo or NXT oh, no, logo. I, no, for sure. I was, was like, because, you know, because he was, remember, WWE was interested in him specifically. Yeah, but they wouldn't put that in being the elite. Who knows? I mean, it could be them, like, parting ways. Like, oh, he's going to do, we're going to do our thing still. Yeah. And he's officially saying goodbye. But when he flipped it over for the official AEW All Elite Wrestling logo, I geeked out so hard. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I like, I like. What do you think about the logo? I think it's super rad. I like. I, I'm. I'm not surprised about the gold being in there with the whole golden elite thing, you know. And like, the, oh, I thought the, like even the jaguars. Yeah, and the jaguars too. But I. I feel like uh, you know they've been playing off the whole gold thing for a little while. Yeah. Too. Well, also it, it, it's it's just really cool. Like right away, like all of a sudden their Instagram page is live. They got a Twitter page. They got a Facebook page. They got merchandise already up at ProWrestlingTees.com, which you and I are already thinking about which items to go buy and get them. Definitely get the T-shirt and all that stuff. It's just it's just exciting because, like, okay, as you said, it's official. It's out of the bag. We can start talking about it. And then even next Tuesday on, what day is that, the 8th, they're having, like, an official, like, rally, meet and greet in Jacksonville. Yeah. Also happens to be the first live SmackDown of the new year in Jacksonville, Florida, apparently where they're located Fans have to pass through it to get to the arena where SmackDown Live is being filmed. Very at. smart. And Cody's got some like Jacksonville Jaguars inspired gear that he's rocking the Wrestle and Kingdom stuff like this that. Weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's it's all coming together. Like it, it like all the all the speculation seeming to be true. Uh, but yeah, the new logo looks dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think. I mean, what I'm curious. I'm sure at the rally they'll probably give us a lot more info. I hope so because okay. Announcement of Double or Nothing and AEW is official. Oh, and on their Twitter page, a group photo of them looks like they all signed contracts officially. Yes, yeah, all- so let's talk about that real quick. I okay. want to read. I want to read Cody's statement, and then let's okay. get into that that signing thing because okay. that that's a there's some interesting tidbits to be gleaned from there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the statement from Cody Rhodes. Uh, I feel so damn lucky to know Bimbo Jimbo. Oh, wait, no, that's a different one. Uh, I feel so damn lucky. I believe that more than talent, more than chance, work ethic will guide me where I'd like to go. To be executive vice president of our new venture and to be flanked by Matt and Nick and a few familiar names sharing that position, this is my dream job. I can't think of a time when so many of wrestling's top free agents all opted out of the road usually traveled and instead wanted to start something new. I'm excited to see AEW into existence. What's old isn't new. What's new is new. Perception isn't reality. Reality is reality. Fans first. Mm-hmm. Um, great statement from yeah. from Cody. Uh, super excited. But let's 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 talk about that signing because it's it's Hangman Page. It's the Young Bucks. Bucks. It's Cody. It's Brandy. Brandy. Uh, you know, I think was that Matt's wife also looked like she was signing something. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'm not I'm sure not, about um, that, but. Notable SCU is also on the meet and greet, the rally they're, photo. They're on the rally photo, but I think because of their deal uh, right now, maybe they're not up to. I got to catch up on being the yeah, other episode of being the elite. But no Kenny, no Marty yet. Thoughts in the video? Okay, so a couple things. Interesting rumor is it's all. I forgot which one of the websites reported this. Supposedly, Kenny has a meeting with Vince and Triple H right after Wrestle Kingdom. Like they're paying for him to fly from Japan to meet with him. Who knows what they're going to try to offer him? I'm sure. I don't really buy that as a vibe. I think Kenny is just. I think there's some other legality keeping from Kenny being officially officially in on this. Probably with New Japan as yes. well. But also keep in mind, in the article I read was WWE could throw a lot of extra things at him. He's a big gamer. Maybe give him some 
big involvement in the WWE 2K video game series, maybe some other video games, so maybe other ventures that he wants to explore, Well, that, I, what I will, his interests are. I will say this, as somebody that, that worked CEO and stuff like that, he already has, I think, his tendrils everywhere in video games that he wants to be. He's satisfied. He's satisfied. I mean, at CEO um, in D- Daytona, he was able to put on his own wrestling show, uh, and he, you know, he participates in like the Street Fighter tournaments and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Even not being a part of WWE, he's already done stuff with Xavier Woods and gaming and all these things. I don't think there's a carrot gaming wise that WWE can can give him that will sort of like satiate him. I I really don't buy that. There's any doubt that Kenny Omega is going to be an AEW. Maybe I'll eat crow on that, but I don't think that they would have gone this far. You know, I think he's a part of this. You well, know, the other thing is keep in mind. A lot of people online are also speculating, okay, AEW, will they have a business working relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling? Ring of Honor currently has that, but could that change where AEW can then slide in and work with New Japan and therefore like a guy like Kenny Omega can still do New Japan stuff if he's the... Wrestle Kingdom 13 is going to be really eye-opening. Very telling. If if he drops the IWGP heavyweight title... And if Cody drops the US. Then it's like, okay, that... You know, maybe the working relationship is not there anymore. If they keep each of their titles, maybe that gives us a sign of what 2019 holds. But Ring of Honor, where they currently stand as well. Uh, also, I was just going to say with um, with Marty, I'm not sure what his long-term plans are. I, I know he's part of the elite and all the videos and stuff. But keep in mind, his, his girlfriend just signed with NXT. So I don't his know. Girlfriend? What, uh, uh, Dina... Dina um, she wasn't. Oh, all, Deanna Prazo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I didn't know they were a, th- a thing. Yeah, you checked. Explains it. why she didn't answer my DMs. Wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, would he? And they both live in Orlando, Florida. So would he? Maybe. I, I know. Right now, his he still has a deal with Ring of Honor, which is longer. So he currently is still a Ring of Honor employee, and I'm sure he cannot be in that video for obviously. Uh, yeah, like, that's right. I think I think I think Kenny both, and Marty. Yeah, hold I it. think both legality reasons. I I think they're both coming along for the ride. I want to think so too, but just hypothetically, like okay, his yeah. his girlfriend's there. Maybe he wants to be with her and like work in the same full sale university facility and work I, out there. I think that uh, AEW would take better care of Marty than probably NXT would. Though is the thing. Yeah, that's definitely. And, yeah, that's a definitely a discussion. And point right if there. they're both going to be based in the South and Florida and stuff like that, it's win win. You know, so they're like, both in the same area. Exactly. Okay. So I, I don't really see that being a determining factor. But I just think the fact that Marty still has a contract with Ring of Honor, why he couldn't be in that video technically. And he also still he's IWGP champion. So yeah. and he's still New Japan, so he can't appear there. But that's the thing. It's just I hope the rally next week really lets us know more about stuff. Even if do they have a TV deal lined up yet, or will they get one, or what they're working on? I mean, I hope they announce the date for Double or Nothing. I know there's a lot of rumors. Oh, maybe they want to do something in the spring, or do they want to do something? Uh, Please be I, summer. Or or Labor like Day weekend early again. fall again, so I can go. Yeah, <laughs> like well, please. And that's the thing. It's like, where can they go? And they just start following Little Caesars Arena on on Twitter, which is home of Detroit Wet, Red Wings and Pistons. But anyway, but the, the D in Double or Nothing, it looks like the Detroit Tigers logo. That same D. So I was like, oh, is that like? Just people are already trying to connect the dots already and make speculation of what their plans are. But also, yeah, I there's also like someone threw out there. Oh, it would be cool if it's in Las Vegas because with the double or nothing, the casino look. Yeah, I would love Las Vegas for you and I. It'd be a lot closer for us. Our maybe we'll do Atlantic City or Atlantic City. That yeah. too. Vegas, Vegas would be the best. Vegas for would be better because if they do Starcast again, there's a lot of convention places there, so it just makes more sense. I think it is a destination spot. So I think it'd be a lot easier for people to fly out hotels to choose from and just yeah. think they could do like after parties. I think. Las Vegas will be It's a amazing. big coast shift for them, too, though. I, f- I feel like they might want it to be closer to their HQ of operations. I don't know. I mean, I look, yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for Las Vegas. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, but TV deal, hopefully they'll announce that soon. I, I think that they'll they'll be smart with the announcements they make. The, the cool thing is I think they're going to roll stuff out piece by piece to keep staying in the news and everything yeah. like that, which is super smart. Well, you know, when they announce Kenny's signing and everything like that, it's going to be a big deal. I hope maybe... Double or nothing, whenever that does happen, maybe that's the launch of their TV deal. Like, that's, like, the first episode. Or 
it's the pay-per-view, and after that, there's going to be re- weekly episodes or something. I, like, I wonder if that's going to be the launching pad for just what they have TV-wise. But I, I really want to ask you, though, what does this mean for the wrestling industry in 2019 now? Now that is here, we have WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Lucha Underground, MLW. I'm, it goes on and on. Yeah. Yes, I mean, don't... I mean, part of me... I mean, I want to be positive, optimistic here that this is all great for everyone. But, you know, don't you think it might be a little, little much? People might get a little burnt out from all this. Uh, No, I think because and we've discussed this. I think the thing that AEW is going to do is sort of centralize a lot of the smaller promotions. Into I I think AEW uh, might spell bad news for things like impact wrestling Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Because, again, I think under the stewardship of a guy like Cody, and the Bucks and everything like that, and if JR is involved, if Jericho is involved, I think people are going to want to be a part of that and be under that umbrella as opposed to sort of, a, you know, maybe it's not as dysfunctional now, but being a part of Impact comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah. Uh, and so I think I think what AEW will mean for wrestling, again, you don't have to go head-to-head with WWE. You don't have to compete with WWE. What you have to do and what I believe that they will be is viable, and, and that's, that's the main thing is viability – is king when it comes to all elite wrestling. Yeah. And that I think is something that their stewardship is going to be so good. I'm looking forward to the storylines they're going to do the, the sort of the continuity that they're going to be able to build. I believe in their ability as sort of storytellers and everything like that. And the whole fans first thing that Cody put out there, it's fans first. I also feel like it's really going to be like very strong for the wrestlers and letting those personalities shine out and be put into spots where they can really play to their strengths. So I think as far as what 2019 means uh, in all elite wrestling, I think it's great for the wrestlers. Yes. I, I, I think it's going to be the destination spot. I think it's going to give people some tough decisions to be made when it's like, hey, I have this offer from NXT or I can go work for AEW where I know creatively I'm going to sort of get my itch scratched and stuff like that. So I, I think it's going to be – it spells bad news for Impact, probably ROH. Uh, I think they're going to gobble up some people. from. Maybe they'll have working relationships there. I'll tell you, Baby Huey, I was thinking about it. and We should look I, for jobs there? I Well, that, <laughs> yes. But no, I, I like – Looking at, like, I don't necessarily want to watch three different versions of Pentagon in different Mm. promotions. Like, he's a heel here, he's a face here, he's a heel there. I want one. Yeah. And I want to know what he's doing in one. And and that's so I kind of hope that AEW is like, yeah, we're just going to do us. And if you're with us, you're with us. Now, but that being said, they want to obviously, like, help the talent make as much money as possible. But... I, I don't know what their working relationships are going to be, but I'll tell you this. I'm going to be watching AEW and sort of putting blinders on for everything else non-WWE. Like, AEW is, is is now, like, the canon thing that I'm going to be watching outside of WWE. Well, I, I'm with you as far as it could be kind of potentially bad news for Impact Wrestling because they just got a new TV deal on a smaller network, and so they are people are predicting they're really going to be obscure at this point. Point, unfortunately, even though they have a very talented roster that they kind of rebirth about uh, six months ago, and they apparently the the product has been much better than it has in years past. So, like on paper, Impact Wrestling is doing really good, but unfortunately, the, the bigger the TV deal and all that stuff, it's kind of it, they're they're it's that's what's holding them back now. So we'll see what twenty nineteen holds. It's also um, yeah, Lucha Underground. I mean, a lot of people might be afraid to kind of work with Lucha Underground as far as the way they do their contracts and TV uh, premieres. We don't even know if Lucha Underground's coming back True. at this point. Like, there's a lot up in the air with that. MLD, MLW is a very exciting thing to me, uh, and I've watched a little bit of it, and I like it. Is that the one in Florida yeah. with, that Tony Schiavone is commentator okay. for? And there's some exciting stuff going on with that, but again, the AEW just has it going on in spades. With that money from an NFL from owner... From the Con family? They have, like, almost twice the amount of money that the McMahons have. They, that they worth. are... Like their pockets are lined with with cash, so yeah. like, and the fact that they're getting behind this, and apparently the son's a huge wrestling fan, offering uh, guaranteed deals. Yeah, you know this is this is going. I think only good things, and I think that um, I'm with you though. I will say though, as far as this is great for the rest wrestlers themselves, as yeah. far as more options to go get paid. Like, okay, do I take like a? I mean, I heard rumor twenty five thousand dollar deal from NXT, or I can go to AEW get a better deal, better probably exposure, whatever. And this is like the closest thing we've seen to like a WCW in a long time. But also, 
is, yeah, wrestler themselves has options. Do I go to WWE by way of NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact? Do I sign yeah, with, with uh, uh, New Japan, all this stuff, with AEW as well? But the other thing is... Like, if you're a big-name indie star, you have places to go right away, which is – I just want to put this out there. If if you are a fan of independent wrestling, please go out there and support the indies. Absolutely. Because those guys, as soon as they make a name for themselves and get maybe some momentum behind them or name or brand name behind them, one of these companies is going to eat them up now. I, I also think All Elite Wrestling will be good for the local indie promotions because yeah. I think it's going to add legitimacy to watching wrestling outside of WWE. So I, I think that's going to be only a good thing. Will maybe they lose some people? Maybe. But again, we don't know how the talent sharing system is going to work. I know Ring of Honor is. Well, I was just kind of, I know Ring of Honor works with like PWG in, in, in LA. Yeah. So someone who stands out there could get eaten up right away by one, one of the other companies. So. I mean, just I, I'm hopeful that like, you know, somebody that's in AEW could still work an APW show, though. And who knows? Maybe not. But I, I would, in the early stages. Yeah. Uh, but I'd be hopeful f- for that. But I, I do just think this is going to be good for the health of professional wrestling across the board. Again, I have not been so excited about something professional wrestling related probably since I got turned on to Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. And that really reinvigorated my love creatively for professional wrestling and sort of the stuff outside of WWE. And I think that they're going to have, you know, the backing that AEW has compared to the backing Lucha Underground had is, you know, like an NFL owner, you know, and Lucha Underground, you know, a lot of people sort of scoffed at it in the beginning. And then talking when I spoke with the executive producer, Krista Joseph, he's like, yeah, a lot of people were sort of skeptical. It's like, but then after season one, like my phone started ringing off the hook. They're like, hey, can I be a part of it? Can I be a part of it? So they AEW might run into some of that, too. But I think when people see the product they put out, when checks aren't bouncing, when creatively wrestlers are happy and stuff like that, the the, the phone's going to start ringing. Well, that's a, I, I think ever since the success of All In, I'm sure a lot of people saw that, the eyeballs that were watching, like, wow, this could be, these guys know what they're doing. We feel more confident putting our money or working with them like on a TV side of things. So I really hope, and maybe they can really expand how we watch wrestling as far as, TV deal, more streaming stuff, social media. I'm, I'm really excited as far as them, especially Cody, Young Bucks, younger, fresher minds to the wrestling business. What can they bring to us fans and just entertaining us in other ways? Cody Rhodes has just really shown over the last few years what kind of a person he is and what kind of a leader he is to have all in go off the success. And a lot was on his shoulders with that. Uh, I, I think he is a visionary and I think other wrestlers see that. And they want, he's the kind of guy that's like an old school, like people want to follow him. And I think they're really going to like, he, he you followed him. He called you out. He ran up exactly. But I mean, you know, there was that sort of exodus that he almost led from WWE guys chickened out. But yeah. even at that time, you know, him, he has that, that gift that his father had where, you know, people listen when he speaks. And uh, I, I think that, well, let's get into it. I think okay. we should, I think we should talk about. Uh, some names that we would like to see join All Elite Wrestling. Okay. I'm going to throw one out there. It might be the most obvious name to a lot of you. Uh, I like this wrestler. Uh, I am certainly not the biggest mark or stand for this wrestler. Is I, I actually find his his fan base over the years since he has left has sort of graded on me. But in terms of making a splash and getting buzz about AEW, maybe bringing some fans back, CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk should be one of the first big names that they announce for signing with AEW. If they can bring CM Punk back to pro wrestling into AEW, I think that would be a huge deal. As a wrestler. Yes, absolutely. I saw some people, oh, put him as commentator. I'm like, no, he's still young enough to wrestle. It's pro wrestling. Yeah. Ric Flair could go out there and still wrestle right now if he wanted to. Like, (laughs) by God, G. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) CM Punk, I, I think, would be a huge, huge coup uh, for for AEW, that that to me was the, the is the first name that jumped out to me. It was like that's that's like the splash sort of buzz creating name. Again, mm-hmm. I really like CM Punk. I respect CM Punk's in ring work and everything like that. Am I? You know, I've gotten a little tired of fans chanting CM Punk yeah, every that time. Old. You know, and 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 I think he might be a little bitter about the wrestling business. But I think if anybody could get him back in the game, it's Cody and AEW. I mean, that would definitely bring a lot of eyeballs right away. And like, wow, we got him. Super buzzworthy. Uh, the other one I for me that stood out is uh, Goldust. Yes. Just because he put out a really nice uh, tweet to his brother congratulating him and the Young Bucks for what they're about to get into. 
And I don't know what Goldust's long-term plans are with WWE. I know he's been out with the double knee injury or slash surgery, recovering from that. But I don't know. Like, I mean, but he might be like, you know, I want to help my brother get this off the ground and maybe together in our father's legacy. Like, yeah. it's a great family lineage thing. It's like their dad was a great promoter, mine for the business. It's like, you know, I want to help my brother launch this because I think this could be really game changer and I want to be a part of that and just and as pay respect to their dad for what he's done in the past and just keeps the the wave going. So that's something that I just jumped out. I don't know, like you said, how long his current deals with WWE. He's been out. And even when he was wrestling, he had the thing with R-Truth. And he had some other little fun segments. He sort of like ab- aborted his return to the golden age, which made me sad because I'm a, I'm a huge gold dust mark. Yeah, you know, oh, like, absolutely. I, like, like, I, I, interviewed I, him. I guess I'm sort of in love with the whole Rhodes family. And I really was bummed out that they sort of aborted that push for gold dust. I think you're right, though. I would not be surprised you know, I, I feel like WWE probably thinks like, well, whatever Goldust is going to do in wrestling, he's probably done it in the ring wise. And and, yeah. and that may be true. I happen to think Goldust is in phenomenal shape and can still really work. And his character is, is still really workable. DDPY? He does DDP yoga. Yeah, absolutely. It sort of resurrected his career. He's in fantastic shape. Uh, that being said, if he goes to AEW, he doesn't have to be in a wrestling role. A he, booker. Could, he, he could be a booker. He could be an agent. He could be a producer. He could be the on-screen authority figure. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, a Rhodes, not Cody, is being the authority figure would be kind of cool. I, I I would be into that. He and, calls out his brother. But like, I yeah. definitely agree with you that he sees what Cody's doing as sort of a Rhodes family legacy thing. And I think if you're the brother, you want to be a part of that too. And you want to help him out. And they really patched things up over the last several years, several years. So I think that's really cool. I think there's a great way to kind of really come full circle as far as their relationship. Uh, God, I'm trying to think other names. I know pack AKA Neville. Exactly. I think another one that I would not be surprised to see, uh, be announced pretty soon after uh, that. Him and Zach, Cody and Zach Ryder have been kind of going back oh, and forth. Su- they're, they're incredible friends. Yeah. Uh, Zach, oh, yeah, yeah. Zach Ryder and Cody are super close. So I wouldn't, in terms of a guy that could use a change of scenery and a push, Zach Ryder, I, it, it frustrates me because Zach Ryder, he can talk. He's in incredible shape. He's good in the ring. He's somebody that he got naturally over with the internet, uh, with the fans. And WWE never really pulled the trigger on really giving him a solid push. And that's always vexed me because I think I think Zach towards you know getting a more mid or uh, upper mid card push would have been something really good. So I definitely could see him. The only thing I'm hesitant though is right now his girlfriend Chelsea Green was with NXT. Yeah, I don't. But again, I don't think that's going to preclude them. But maybe he wants to stay in WWE to make sure she gets over okay and like kind of keep that working deal. Uh, You know, if he leaves, goes to the competition, maybe. That can negatively affect her and her. I don't, I don't think that's gonna. It's gonna impact his decision. Also, at all. him and Kurt Hawkins just started a wrestling figure podcast. They've been doing more YouTube features for WWE.com. So it's like maybe he but does, been wrestling. Does Zack Ryder want to do just do the toy podcast and not be on TV every week wrestling, doing what he? Oh loves? yeah, I'm with you. I think that makes more because sense because if he stays in WWE, it's not going to change for him, and I think he wants a change. And I, I would totally agree with you. And, and also his cl- the close knit relationship that Cody, Brandy, and Chelsea, and they all have cultivated. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think he's going. But Dolph also chimed in on their little Twitter conversation. So I don't know how long. I know Dolph signed. Was it last year or he year signed before? a pretty? I thought a pretty big and long term deal. I thought. But nonetheless, I mean, depending like right now, he just put over Drew. So is he going to be just more as a? A veteran who's putting guys over. I mean, if they were or agree to release Dolph from his contract, I, I, I think he'd be a guy that could benefit from going to AEW, mm-hmm. certainly. Uh, a guy, even though I think the last couple of years he has been booked well, uh, you know, and is really great, uh, somebody that, you know, the fans have really been supporting him and he hasn't always gotten the best push. I think the last couple of years they've, they've treated him better, but as a tag guy, I think has a lot more to offer as a singles. That's Cesaro. And he's oh, another yeah, one that was yeah, yeah. a lot of times to be leaving. He's somebody that I would love to see go. Not I love the bar. They're a great tag team, legitimately, and that's such an awesome bit, thing that that storyline with Mick Foley well, putting them together worked out. That's to the, the level. seven series they had. Yeah, yeah, that it's worked out to the level that it has. But I do. I have interest in seeing Cesaro as a singles guy. I, I think he has a lot to offer there. I don't know if he's going to get there in WWE. What about maybe the club? Just going back to New Japan, they're on my list too. But they've been they. WWE just give them that botch club little TV series on the network. But as you said, again, what does it come down to? Do, are they pro wrestlers or, or do they, they want to just do that? I TV think they want, I think they want to wrestle. 
Yeah. And I think that promo that they cut on SmackDown talking about how many weeks they weren't on TV, I think that matters to them. I think they like the money. Don't get me wrong. What trumps all of that is providing for your family. Mm-hmm. But I think AEW is going to be able to make competitive offers to these guys, probably a reduced schedule, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge because you want to provide for your family. You want to be there for your family. Mm-hmm. So I think that is going to be very competitive. The revival is is another one that stands out to me because they've been just so mangled on the main roster that's like, what are we doing here? What about Andrade, Cien, Almas? There's been reports he's been unhappy lately. Yeah, they, I saw those reports like when he first came in and now they're resurfacing again. Now, yeah. um, I think certainly he would he would be great. And he's a fantastic wrestler. Uh, but I don't I don't see him jumping in the short term because I, he just got called up to SmackDown. I think they I think they do have plans for him. Shinsuke Nakamura is intriguing to me, though, because there there's been speculation swirling about him and his longevity with WWE. He could go back to New Japan. Uh, yeah, he's a surfer. I think he likes that Florida lifestyle. Well, where is AEW going to be? Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He probably just wants to stay in Florida. Yeah. So so I think that I think Shinsuke would be that would be a coup for them, too. That's a that's a big WWE name that I think that they could that they could swoop on. Um, someone some non WWE names that I just want to see. Okay. Uh, Dante Fox, aka Ar Fox. I fell in love with him watching Lucha Underground. The mm. guy is the truth in the ring. He, he, his his in ring work is so fantastic, so smooth. Uh, I would love to see him catch on there and alongside him, Killshot, aka Shane Strickland, mm. is another guy that I think would be really good. I I want this to be canon. So give me Pentagon, give me Johnny Mundo, Taya, Sammy Callahan, ship all those luchas into 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 AEW. That's what I was gonna say. I think a lot of the names from Impact Wrestling, the big names, I can easily see them leaving Impact and going to AEW. But yeah, Mundo would be awesome, like TV stuff, like him on TV he'd doing be, whatever. He'd be a great, um, he'd be a great face to have uh, in AEW at the start. You know, he's a big name now. He's just coming off the heels of Survivor and stuff like that. That that would be huge for them. I don't watch this person enough. I just, I know he's still very green. Brian Pillman Jr. I kind of want to see what he can maybe do as far as, as far as if, legacy name, re, legacy name with the Rhodes name, like kind of with this promotion, but going even uh, all in Cody's entourage, DDP. I wonder if he can help out maybe behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, DDP, you That's know, great call. And, in his group, you know, he has Jake the Snake Roberts with him. He's been working with him a lot. So I wonder if Jake the Snake. Love Jake to be a writer. Or a booker of some sort. So I think that'd be great for him involved. So it's just. Bray Wyatt is somebody yes. in desperate need of a change of scenery. Uh, you're mentioning Jake the Snake cued that for me. So, yeah, if, if Bray Wyatt wants to sort of a reboot, I think I think leaving to the AEW pastures might be the way to do it. Uh, Maria Kanellis and, and uh, her husband, Michael Bennett. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could really say anyone who ha- who's signed but hasn't had any TV time in the last six months to a year. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the thing with this whole fantasy book. And there's so many names to throw Would out Would you want there. Austin Aries or do you think he'd be a locker room problem? I'm worried he could be a locker room problem. I really... I like the guy when he had, like, when he was in TNA and he was getting the same run, like, around the same time as CM Punk. And a lot of people are like, oh, he's like TNA's version of CM Punk. And I really enjoyed his mic skills. He does a lot of fun things in the ring. But based on kind of what you're hearing more and more reports about his time in WWE, what he did most recently in Impact Wrestling, I'm like, this is a new promotion. You don't want toxic people behind the scenes. So that's what my only, like, my hold up right there. So that, yeah. that's my only reason why I might say, dude, if you're a bad, bad apple, we don't want you right now. I hope uh, Tessa Blanchard is among yeah. the, the coups that they get from Impact because, it, again, it goes back to that sort of that lineage thing and, you know, back to Dusty aren't Rhodes. They, and, aren't they like connected somehow loosely? Uh, Cody and her, as far as, okay, her dad's obviously totally Blanchard, but her, her stepdad is a Magnum TA. Yeah. Who's best friends with with Dusty, right? They, they, were, they were close, yeah. Yeah, they were best friends. I mean, uh, say the jackets. That, that, yeah. that, that's what I mean. Is that it's like it, it's his godfather. It's yeah. Cody's godfather is Magnum TA. Yeah, that, but that's that's sort of what I mean. Is like all those connections from that period in pro wrestling, and just this has such a throwback feel to it uh, that I that I'm hoping I'm hoping that she's a part of it. Yeah, uh, as well. I mean, she's on top of the world too in terms of women's wrestling right now. Sherry turned down NXT once, and so I'm sure. For her, it's not so much about like uh, the promotion. It's more about like maybe the, the, the. I mean, well, okay, NXT. I mean, they weren't offering her as much. I think that's why she went to Impact. 
So I'm curious if AEW can match that. She would easily jump over there as well. So it's I'm excited to see who else. I mean, there's so many names. I mean, like, you know, here locally, like our boy Jeff Cobb, I know he just signed with uh, – uh, 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 Ring of Honor. He's their current uh, TV champion. Yeah. And I know he's starting to get a little more appearances in New Japan, but that'd be cool if AEW can kind of be the new promotion in the U.S. to have a working relationship with New Japan, and therefore he can appear on both fronts. Um, it's, it'd be interesting to see, like, what names they can really get out there is... Uh, Let's see. Oh, I mean, Tommy and I were talking about this earlier. It'd be cool if they can also maybe partner with the NWA. And, like, you know... I, Say what you want to say about Nick, all this, but he's the current NWA champion, so maybe a working relationship making make some appearances with the title there. Yeah, I, I think if they don't want to do um if they don't want to do their own AEW championships, then I think do the NWA championships. But if they do their own, if AEW is gonna have their own AEW World Heavyweight Championship, mm-hmm. then I don't want to see other promotions championships. In like in I there. said, I want them to be their own canon sphere okay. uh, deal. But if they if they want to use the NWA lineage and stuff like that, I'm all for it because it's one of my favorite titles. It's one of my favorite lineages. But uh, if they're doing their own set, don't muddy the water with it. My brother, he was telling me earlier, we'd like to see Joe Doring and Dylan James. They're from All Japan Pro Wrestling. He thinks it'd be a great tag team. Also, just Willie Mack. I know he's like uh, the NWA, uh, what's the national champion. So I think it'd be kind of cool. Maybe he can appear there. I mean, anyone who's had maybe success on Lucha Underground and whatnot, I would love to kind of see yeah, him go over I've, there. I, I feel the same way about this. Is gonna, it's going to be very, very uh, exciting. Yeah, it's just it's thrilling to see how this develop. Again, not everybody's going to jump right away because it is the, it's with, be a with process. That, with that, there is sort of the unknown, scary factor there. But uh, man, can't wait to see what's going to come from uh, from Double or Nothing and just uh, more uh, talent signings and stuff like that to come. The revolution continues. Yeah, I mean this this is going to be great for processing. I think it's going to be great for WWE. I think it's going to I think it's going to light a fire for them. They're not worried about AEW. Don't misunderstand me. They're not worried about them. But I think this is this could be a help to them to maybe bring their A game more often than not. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, so we, we will we will see <laughs> we will see how that goes. Let's real quick. Yeah. Let, let's talk about some of the highlights from Raw and SmackDown this week. What, Good what, what you, yeah. What did, what did you think? I was OK. And this is something I said last episode. I know the McMahons are on TV now and they say it's a new era. By the way, I'm so tired of the commentators. That's one of the things they do a lot. They'll beat you in the head over and over with what the agenda is. Yes. They kept saying a fresh start, a fresh start. The over. fresh start battle royal. Or yeah. whatever. Good Lord. <laughs> they kept saying that over and over. It's like, I get it. Let's hang a light on it. Let's go. We'll move on. But what I'm saying, since the McMahons came back, let's be real. It's going to be a few weeks, maybe a month or two before this new yeah. vision really gets I, going. I'm already tired of the buzzword though. Like you, yes. I'm, I'm over it. I'm o- And uh, we've already had like multiple segments where we've had to like decry the automatic rematch clause and stuff like that. Like that was the real problem. Like automatic rematches was this great evil in WWE. And I'm, I like that. It started off with a match though. Yeah. Like that. We get the cage match between drew and Dolph pretty yeah. much right at the bat. Uh, and then we got the big promo segment with uh, with Seth and Triple H, which I thought was a good segment also. I think it's really showing. I, I think, okay, whenever Brock finally gets the universal title off him, I think the faces of Raw for after that is going to be Seth, Finn, and Drew. I think those three. What about, what about my boy Braun? Oh, yeah, Braun too. I mean, it's he got it. He hasn't been on TV as much because he's yeah. been injured and stuff. But, yeah, I think those four – should become like the faces of Raw. I th- I'd put Elias in that conversation also. I, th- I think I think his 2019 is going to be huge. He's so incredibly over. I think it's going to be undeniable I, to and keep I, him in that. Well, also why I'm, I'm glad is like uh, the, the no rematch clause. That's something from New Japan they've done. I'm glad that they're, they're adapting it here in WWE. One, it just it kind of cuts things off. But like I'm kind of glad with Dean, he's already kind of moving on. He's still being a heel, but he just has like a new vision. So hopefully they can kind of retcon some of Dean Ambrose. I think a lot of people were confused. What was his whole beef with Seth in the first place? He, it was like all over the place. It wasn't clear of why he turned heel. But now it's like, I would say fresh I, I didn't start. think it was ever unclear, but I, I just, I also don't think that the, the automatic, re, like they, they're trying to like scapegoat the automatic rematch is like why like it wasn't compelling. It was and like, I'm worried, that wasn't the issue. We're also worried like, oh, fresh matchups. 
like this week, like the matches, it was cool. Some new faces, some new match or uh, matches against people we haven't seen wrestle against each other. My only concern is fresh matches or matchups great, but after a few weeks, it's all about the storylines too, the backstage segments, like the whole culture. The presentation of it needs to change. Like that's why the resolution I made last week is less recaps. Por favor. Yeah. Like just too much of that. Just keep the show going crisply. But Apollo Crews, I was glad to see him just kind of a night. He hasn't done too much. I'm not a big Apollo Crews guy. I think he's talented in the ring. He showed me absolutely zero in terms of character work and development. Like he's very bland on the microphone. Very athletic, very talented, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they gave him a night to come up short. <laughs> but hey, he booked strong in the, the, the Fresh Start Battle Royal. Is that God. the official name of it? Yeah. But he eliminated eight guys, and then he had a match with Dean uh, in was it the third hour of the show. Uh, it was cool seeing Ronda and Natty team up against uh, Naya and Tamina. Um, the match itself was okay, but it was just cool to see him team up. I wonder if they'll ever pull the trigger on Natty turning on Ronda. I mean... I don't personally care seeing that. I don't know why that's been like such a big thing online. Well, I think that's kind of like the it's just because what we're conditioned to to expect. And friends of can't just wrestling. be friends. No, it's like carrying. Where's it written that a guy and a girl can't be just friends? Uh, <laughs> but in pro, it's pro wrestling, so no, they can't be just friends. You're either a faction, or invariably one of them's going to turn on the other. <laughs> I think they should do it in the other way and have Ronda turn on Natty. Uh, because yeah. after after how Staples Center treated Ronda. Again, I want Ronda to go heel in a, in a in a very logical way, and then she could be booked really strong. Yeah, absolutely, that's how you kind of revamp so, her being a strong personality. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. that that's what they should do. Uh, well, or one possibility that they should do uh, SmackDown. Uh, first of all, SmackDown. Yeah, with the New Day coming out, swearing off pancake. That was very very entertaining stuff with the New Day. But Biggie all oiled up. Yeah, his diaper. That was the diaper and just throwing pancakes. I mean, the best part from that was the Steiner math. Dude, yes. The fact that they did Steiner math was absurd. Because when he started saying, if we have a 33rd, I was like, I immediately was like, oh, my God, they're referencing Scott Steiner. One, I know him and Triple H don't get along. But two, that was a promo from TNA. So to acknowledge all that, Xavier said, don't do Steiner math. Yeah, that, that that was the highlight of that segment to me. But. Uh, to me, I loved seeing uh, Becky Lynch come out and interrupt. One, cool to have John Cena back. I don't know why it's been over a year for him to be on SmackDown, which, I mean, I know he's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, cool to see Becky come out there. Oh, man, I, I, I got to, like, I love John Cena. Dude looks weird, though, with the hair and, like, his new, like, not as, like, chiseled physique. I don't it's, know, man. He, it makes me uncomfortable. He's still ripped, but he's lost mass. He's, yeah, he's very lean. Yeah. It's unsettling to me. It's it, it's like the shirt. He's wearing the same shirt from before, so the shirt's a lot looser It'd now. Be like if all of a sudden, like I just lost like a crap ton of weight, you know. But it's like it's still me. Yeah. It's just it's just it's taking some getting used to. Well, I really don't like the hair. So was the hair he grew out for the movie with Jackie Chan? I think so. But like I don't get it. Like okay, you know I like to think I'm kind of a, a, an aficionado of uh, hair, <laughs> but I'm just saying like. It's so long on the sides. Like, trim up the sides. Like, it's one thing to have length on the top so you can comb over. But I'm just saying, like, why can't he just cut around the sides of, um, you know, cut around the sides of the hair, trim it up a little bit. But anyway, just the segment itself was um, with Becky because he says, I'll challenge. I know it's going to happen. Any man. man. Yeah, exactly. And the man came out. That was cool. I liked that it led to the match. I liked uh, liked what Zelina Vega had to say. I, I enjoyed that. That match was really a, a, a just a match to get Becky over more. I liked everything about great, that was very cool. Uh, great favor. Yes. But also, I was going to say uh, for Selena Vega, I like her kicks on John Cena. I know if you follow their personal lives, I know she's uh, Mrs. Alistair Black now. So Oh, they got married? Yeah, they had like a little secret wedding. But if you follow on Instagram, there's a video of them working out together. But Alistair's holding up the pads, and she's working on like her punching and kicking. So I like to think Alistair Black, you know, his... Uh, MMA or martial art background, kickboxing background is really kind of maybe influencing her moves in the ring. But she was laying some good kicks in on John Cena. So I like to think Alistair Black is is uh, the reason for that. Man, good for Alistair Black. Yeah. Um, and then, again, a great great main event with AJ Styles winning. That was really an awesome match to end the show. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I like that they're continuing on the AJ versus Daniel Bryan feud because they have some killer matches uh, together, so their chemistry is off the charts. I'm curious how this is going to play out because obviously, who wins that will go on the WrestleMania most likely. 
And then, uh, I mean, but we'll have uh, the Elimination Chamber in February. So whoever wins, it's kind of like whoever wins the Royal Rumble gets to choose their title. They go up against the champion. Then Elimination Chamber is like the second option. Yes, exactly. For the other brand that didn't win the Rumble. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, We have gone a little bit over time here. It's worth it. It's action-packed. Yeah, we, we had a lot to talk about. Some sad, some exciting also, just just hey, acknowledge hey, Wrestle Kingdom thirteen. Oh yes, absolutely. Is this weekend? I know it's. I think it's gonna be midnight our time Thursday and the Friday morning because of the time difference. But uh, if you yeah, stay, huge weekend. If you stay up late and watch it on New Japan Pro Wrestling Global, I think that's their streaming service. Good on you, New but, Japan World, right? Or New Japan World. But if you can't stay up for that on Access TV, I think five o'clock our time, eight o'clock Eastern. You can watch, I think, off the Chris Jericho match and also the Kenny Omega match. Uh, it's a two-hour. They'll show those final two matches, the main events, on Access TV that night. So you can watch it in more reasonable time. I set my DVR already to record it. I'll watch it live if another earthquake wakes me up. That's that's the uh, that's the only way I think I might stay up. I mean, it's, it's a momentous event. It's going to be very exciting. Like we've already discussed, going to be very telling with, you know, maybe the future of AEW and some of these superstars and stuff like wrestlers, whatever you want to call them. That's the other thing. If uh, I said earlier, All Elite Wrestling just uh, launched a store on Pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees is having a huge sale this weekend, Wrestle Kingdom sale. So if you want to get your All, All Elite Wrestling merch, I would suggest get this week and get 20% off. Just shameless plug, but... There's a lot. Of, I'm going to be doing that. So. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's going to be it's going to be a big show with with Wrestle Kingdom. I'm looking forward to it very much. That is going to do it for us uh, this week here, though. At in the click, uh, one one more time. Rest in peace to me and Gene Okerlund, yes. absolute legend. For Baby Huey, I'm Bimbo Jimbo, and remember, if you're not in the click, see ya. And I wouldn't want to be ya.